May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Inscribed into the glass of our revolving doors at the west end of the cathedral is the verse, This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. It's taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 28, when Jacob the deceiver, who had no religious experience we know of until then, suddenly realized that a place on earth could also be a gateway to heaven. Some people describe the boundary between heaven and earth as a thin place, a boundary that is almost permeable. In his book about cathedrals entitled Holy Ground, Stephen Platten takes this concept a bit further. Pilgrimage, he writes, is a liminal concept inasmuch as it relates to approaching a threshold which one then crosses. In crossing the threshold, there is transformation. And for many people, St. Paul's Cathedral is a thin place, a place where one's perception and experience are changed, a place that invites us to look upwards, not just at a magnificent building, but in every sense. Our reading from the Acts of the Apostles is about a transformation which took place at an entrance to the temple called the Beautiful Gate. St. Luke, the author, calls it beautiful because it was probably the Nicanor Gate, one of the main entrances into the temple precincts from what was known as the Court of the Gentiles. It could have been made of Corinthian brass, which Josephus, the historian, said greatly excelled those that were only covered with silver and gold. It was about 20 meters high and had huge double doors. But at the foot of this magnificent gate, as people were entering the precincts, lay a man crippled and begging. In the following verses, Luke describes his clinical history. It was a congenital case. The man was now over 40 years old, and he was so severely handicapped that he had to be carried by friends and put by the gate every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. On this day, as Peter and John were about to enter the temple, the man asked them for money. Peter looked him in the eye and said, I have no silver and gold, but what I have I give you. And he took him by the hand and raised him to his feet. Healing by touch is such a strange thing that we probably can't probe much further into how such things work. But rather than launch into a sermon on the theology of healing, I simply want to note the physical place in which the healing takes place. Church entrances were and are liminal places, thresholds to the holy. And the entrances to St. Paul's Cathedral have meaning because for hundreds of years, visitors and pilgrims have come through those doors to discover, to celebrate, to worship, and to be transformed. In these days of confusion about our nation's future, this cathedral stands as a place of sanctuary reminding us that it has survived great traumas in the past and that in the midst of confusion, there is a gateway to God. In our reading from Jeremiah, the officials of Judah had a vested interest in Jerusalem and its temple. And so when Jeremiah comes predicting its destruction, they take a dim view and plot that he should be sentenced to death. But the decision is overturned after hearing Jeremiah's defense. Again, a change of mind, 
a change of perception, a transformation which takes place at the entrance to the temple, this time called the New Gate. Entrances to churches and cathedrals remain gateways of transition from the world outside to sacred space. They reorientate people, sometimes causing them to catch their breath. They conceal what is to be revealed until the threshold is crossed. They admit millions of worshippers and visitors and are also thresholds back into the world for worshippers who have been dismissed to go in peace to love and serve the Lord. The physicality of the doors challenge us to notice what we are doing, to feel the change in light, the change of direction, the change in temperature, the subduing of speech, the sense of enclosure inside in contrast to the openness of outside. In other words, to submit ourselves to the building and what it represents, a foretaste of the kingdom of God, where God in Christ is the center of attention. The entrance is there to admit us, but also to humble us, to turn our gaze to God. Numerous people who come here find themselves caught by surprise as they enter through the door of the cathedral. And like the man at the beautiful gate, find that this is indeed holy ground. Visitors' comments on the TripAdvisor website bear this out. Words like peace, tranquility, safety, sanctuary, welcome, beauty, spirituality, prayer, occur time and time again. Many people write that they did not expect this to happen, that they are not religious, but they felt something of God nevertheless. Amidst the busyness and overwhelming of so much of life today, let us pray that the entrances of this cathedral may indeed be gateways to God through which all are welcome to pass and within which a different way of life is lived. I'm going to close with a prayer attributed to the 17th century bishop, Thomas Ken. Let us pray. O God, make the door of this house wide enough to receive all who need human love and fellowship, narrow enough to shut out all envy, pride and strife. Make its threshold smooth enough to be no stumbling block to children, nor to straying feet, but rugged and strong enough to turn back the tempter's power. God, make the doorway of this house the gateway to thine eternal kingdom. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.